Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mm, let's get ready to rumble! He's the fastest man on the planet. He did go up there, Rabbits. Yes, yes, once again, back by uh, popular demand with Joe from the Park Footy Podcast. After a pretty tumultuous last week for people that didn't, Captain Nathan Cleary, uh, I am joined by uh, one man that didn't, and it is Joe, as we touched on. Joe, how are you going? Yeah, look, I've recovered from the weekend. I obviously didn't Captain Cleary. was a little bit devastated about that, but uh, the show must go on. The show must go on, mate, indeed. Round 11 uh, is here. We're here to break things down. Uh, all things footy with a little bit of Supercoach sprinkled in. Uh, look, mate, I couldn't think of a worse game to kick off uh, the round than the, the Cowboys taking on the Knights up in Townsville. Uh, this one's got stinker written all over it. Yeah, absolute stink fest. Uh, look, Thursday night footy's back. I sorely missed it last week. I don't know if you were in the same boat, but having the three games on the Sunday was nice, but no, no Thursday night footy threw me off big time. Uh, but look, we're not getting back into Thursday night footy in fashion, are we, with the Cowboys and the Knights? Definitely not, mate. Uh, not a whole lot of changes here from the Cowboys side of things. We see Cohen has dropped out of the side um, with the HIA, and we see Tom Gillick come in. Apart from that, it's pretty unchanged. Um, from uh, the footy side of things, one man I've been pretty impressed with that's flying under the radar for them, uh, Mitchell Dunn, um, one of their, their right-edge back rower. Uh, I think he's playing some pretty good footy and provides uh, a nice combo with Shane Wright. Not uh, exceptional back rowers by any means, but definitely um, your typical meat and potatoes guys that just get through uh, a fair bit of work and allows Tam Lolo to sort of free up. And hopefully Todd Payton can use him uh, the way that we've been wanting him to. But yeah, it just seems like Payton's trying to, trying to, trying to reinvent the wheel here with Tam Lolo. Uh, I guess when you lose uh, a main half in Michael Morgan, that's going to put some pressure on the backs side of things. So for me, I'd have Tamalo try and chug forward as much as possible to free up those backs. Yeah, for sure. And the, like the worst thing for Tamalolo is the fact that the game's changed so much. You know, it used to be having a, a third front rower and just chucking him into the lock there and they just go out there and cheering out a bunch of work. Whereas now you need to have a bit of skill. You need to be working with your halves. And Cowboys, again, you just touched on it there. They don't really have the greatest of halves. We've got Jake Clifford and Scott Drinkwater. Drinkwater obviously had a really good game last week. But uh, look, not not natural halves by any means, in my opinion. Uh, and I think Jason Tamalolo is just struggling with that transition. I think you see, you look at teams like uh, the Broncos, for example, who are still using their third as a front rower and they still they just look like they're behind the pace don't they throughout games and Cowboys are sort of in the same boat it's going to be interesting to see what they do with Jason Tamalolo over the next couple of years yeah mate they had a, a fantastic ball playing 13 John Asiata and let him walk out the door uh wouldn't have wouldn't have hated seeing him stay around play 13 with uh with Tamalolo moving to the front row but we're not the first podcast to touch on him changing positions I'm sure we're not gonna be the last um he I'm Lukey comes into the 17 I haven't seen a minute of footy that he's played in, in any grade unfortunately so not a whole lot to commentate on him I don't think you've seen much of him either from from before he started recording uh in terms of super coach a lot of people are jumping on Jared Bowen 
I'm a little bit cautious of this, considering we've got Justin O'Neill and Hamui, uh, Hamui So Tabui Feta to come back in. I mean, his break even is minus 37, and he's 186k. But surely there's a uh, Surely there's other ways for people to free up cash um, sort of in the mid, mid part of the season, especially with Origin coming up and considering the Cowboys might be playing round 13. Yeah, look, I'm not massive on Javid Bowen. Uh, I think, you know, you look at teams who are sort of on the bottom half of the ladder, their centers, you look at their points over, over the course of the year and they're so up and down. And somebody like a Javid Bowen who uh, is going to be like that and then also not have the job security as well, I just I wouldn't be touching him. You touched on the fact that he has a massive uh, minus break even this week, but it just doesn't do it for me, does it? Yeah, no, especially not in this Cowboys. So, I mean, the base is, the base is nice, but uh, yeah, I, I've got other issues and picking up a cash cow that's going to be sitting there uh, for, for weeks gone by. For the Knights, mate, uh, Tex Hoy is still in the fullback jersey. Callum Ponga is out. Uh, we see Blake Green come into uh, the sort of extended bench. I wouldn't be surprised to see him get a run, uh, considering how poor Kurt Mann and Phoenix Cross on that combination has been, in my opinion. Uh, Braden Musgroves also comes back in with Heimel Hunt dropping out. Uh, Bradman Best, we, we touched on him earlier in the week, mate. Just We're not seeing the best 40 out of him. I think they need to give him early ball and just let him do his thing. For the forwards, David Clemmer hasn't been at his best. Jaden Braley, uh, one of the best hookers in New, New South Wales, in my opinion. Uh, Saifidi, we know we're going to get out of him. Frizzell, uh, yeah, I think one of, one of their best signings without him. I think they're, they'd be in all sorts. Uh, Fitzgibbon playing big minutes, which all super coaches know uh, it's killing the, the likes of Barnett and Watson. Uh, Jacob Saifidi, Suaso Sue, Brady Jones on the bench. I'm really impressed with Brady Jones. Uh, I like how he's so versatile and can fill in in multiple positions and cover them well, but the rest of that team doesn't really excite me anymore, does it? No, for sure. And you touched on, there's so many points there that you've touched on that I sort of want to uh, touch on as well. David Clemmer looks like he doesn't want to be there. Um, there's obviously rumors going around that there was a trade in place for him and Matt Lodge and for David Clemmer to go up to Brisbane and Lodge down to Newcastle. Um, a lot of it was Lodge's agent that was coming out and saying that and sort of pushing the idea of it. But the fact is Clemmer hasn't looked happy in the last probably 18 months or so in Newcastle and his performances are starting to show that on the field. Uh, you touched on... Blake Green coming back in. Uh, Kurt Mann had probably one of the worst games of first grade I've ever seen in my life last week. He was fucking awful. Um, look, I think that they really need to get Blake Green back in there. They look like they're running around without any direction whatsoever. Uh, Tex Hoy comes back in. I'm assuming Tex Hoy will take the goal kicking. I'd Actually, you know, I'm not going to ask you, mate. You'll get fucking absolutely flamed by the fans if you mention goal kicking with Newcastle, won't you? Oh, definitely, mate. But I don't know, like Tex Hoy goal kicked last week and I reckon I could have threw a couple of those over and I haven't goal kicked for about six years, but... Yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't impressive. We, we touched on Clemmer. He just it looks like he could be anywhere else. Um, I think people disrespect and sleep on Mitchell Pierce much more than than they they should. I understand Callum Ponger is the heart and soul of the attack in this team, but Mitchell Pierce is such a a good organising halfback and can get them in those positions for KP to strike. So, no disrespect to Tex Hoy, but I just I think uh, this team is is missing missing Mitchell Pierce severely. Touching on some super coach things in this game, uh, I look at somebody like Valentine Holmes. Uh, obviously, we've touched on Jason Tamalalo over the last couple of weeks. Mitchell Dunn, they're probably the only ones that I sort of look at uh, on the Cowboys side of things. What about you? Uh, yeah, look, the Cowboys just just don't excite me at all in terms of super coach. I mean, we look at Valentine Holmes. He is 565K with a 92 break even. Uh, we look at Jason Tamalalo, who is a 582K purchase with a 57 break even. So... I'm just, I'm just going to wait for that 
uh, big score to drop out, and then we can probably pick him up at a, at a much more cheaper rate. Uh, Mitch Dunn, 445K with a 27 break even. So there's a, a lot of mid-range plotters there at North Queensland, mate. Uh, this game isn't exciting at all, but I've got North Queensland to win this one. What about yourself? Yeah, look, I'm sort of now, now that I know that Blake Green's coming back in, I'm sort of leaning towards Newcastle. I know I shouldn't be saying that because Newcastle have been fucking awful, but you look at their forward pack and they should be so much better than what they are, shouldn't they? They've got so many uh, representative players in that team. Jaden Braley's like putting his hand up as a as a future representative player, and like you said, one of the best hookers in New South Wales at the moment. Um, I'm going to go Newcastle just because they've lost a few on the trot. I think that they're due for a win. I just, I just don't understand the, the inclusion of Lachlan Fitzgibbon. I would, I would much more, much rather see him in that Sean Lane mold of coming off the bench uh, because I feel like Frizzell and Barnett will be coming one of the best second row partnerships in the competition. But yeah, uh, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, I think, stifled that. Uh, next game, mate, on the Friday, the first game in Gosford, the Warriors taking on the Tigers. Uh, the Warriors are $1.50 favorites here, which uh, does surprise me a little bit. Um, I, I, look, I'll, I'll give my prediction now. I think they'll get the job done, but I don't think it's as clear cut as what the prices are. There's a stack of ins, a couple of outs for the Warriors. I mean, we've got Edward, uh, Edward Cossey, Eli Katoa, Kane Evans, Marcella Montoya, Sean O'Sullivan, uh, and Taniela Otakulu. Uh, they're all ins, a couple of those guys on the extended bench. And for outs, we've got Bally Sirenen, Josh Curran, Rocco Berry. Uh, for the Tigers, unchanged with a couple of inclusions onto the extended bench in Jake Simpkins, Stefano Toymakano, and Tom Amoni. Uh, the Warriors line up with RTS, Montoya, Pompey, Aitken, uh, Mamalo, Nicarima and Chanel Harris-Savita, who I think have been exceptional, uh, a fantastic halves combination. Uh, Jermaine Snow-Brown, Wade Egan, Kane Evans, Jack Murchie, Ben Murdoch-Masilla and Tohu Harris with Tavanga, Armiao, Afoa and Reese Walsh on the bench. Uh, I guess the talking point for the Warriors is how are they going to use um, young Reese Walsh and what's the best way for him? Is it to come off the bench after 25, 30 minutes and, and tear the game open like he did last week? Or do we reshuffle around to get him in? Uh, we've touched on the idea of potentially running um, either either Chanel harris or Cody Nicarima at nine. And that allows sort of uh, Walsh to free up in the playmaking ability. But look, I think this Warriors side's building something pretty good, mate. Oh, for sure. No, I definitely agree. And the Warriors have been really good, to be honest. Uh, I know they've obviously had a few losses over the last couple of weeks, but against Manly, uh, they'll ride in that game. They score. I don't know how many points. How many points did they score against the uh, against Manly? Would have been. Uh, what, I think it was thirty. Or something? I think it was thirty six thirty. 30, yeah, well, there you go. So, I mean, that, that tells you all you need to know. Manly have been flying high. And then, obviously, last week, uh, they came up against a, a red-hot Parramatta. So, I think the Warriors are actually better than what their uh, current position on the ladder shows. And for the Tigers, uh, obviously, coming off a win last week, uh, I'm still not I'm still not massive on the whole idea of having Dewey in the centres. I know he performed really well last week. Um, but the fact is, look, Moses and Bai, is just not, he's not the way forward for this club. And I just don't understand. Like, why would you put him in the six when you've had Adam Dewey there all season? He's been doing really well. You know Moses and Bai is not going to be there next week. Um, yeah, look, I, I favor the Warriors in this one big time. I look at somebody like a Reese Walsh as well. You touched on him and said that he needs to be in this side. Like, if straight up, he needs to be playing 80 minutes as well. He's one of the best players in this club. He's been... Well, he's played, what, two, three games, and he's already one of the best players in this club. And uh, I really do like the idea of pushing one of those halves into the nine position and then bringing uh, Reese Walsh into the halves. Yeah, uh, like I said, it's, it's definitely a great problem to have if you're if Nathan Brown. Uh, I think it shows the professionalism of Roger Tuovasashek that the fact that he's willing to give up um, his coveted fullback spot in the last year of his um, deal with the Warriors. Uh, I think it just shows the the professionalism of the bloke to, to be able to help to develop the these rookies coming through. Um, as we touched on for the Tigers, mate, unchanged. Laurie, Nofaluma, Dewey, uh, Leilua, Talau, and by Brooks, Tamau, Little, 
Atual Ghana, Leilua Offahan Gawi. There was some concern over Ghana uh, and an injury potentially Sean Bloor comes in, but they've left the bench as is with Madden, Bloor, Safarth and McKaylee. Not a very exciting bench, but definitely can get the job done. Uh, yeah, I think the, the Tigers played pr- pretty well last week. I think a lot of people aren't giving them the credit that they deserve. Uh, they're putting it more down to a poor night. But I thought the Tigers were, were outstanding last week, mate. They completed well, um, capitalized on attacking chances when they had them. I think it's going to be a bit more of a, a tougher test this week. But uh, if Adam Dewey can play anything like he did last week, um, it should be a, a great matchup. Oh, definitely. And Tigers have got so many good young players in their side, don't they? Look at Dane Laurie, look at Sean Bloor. Uh, some of these young players that are coming through, obviously Jacob Little's been really good this year as well when he actually gets a chance. Um, but the Tigers, you can see that they're building and they are starting to sort of figure out that you can't just go out there and buy 30-year-olds that are going to turn your club around. You need to start investing in these young guys. We're seeing a Jock Madden come off the bench now. Um, obviously, Thomas McKayley has been incredible. I can't believe Thomas McKayley hasn't started this year. I and dumbfounded that he hasn't started at least one game this year because I think he's been really, really good. Um, but the Tigers are building. This this year, it's not going to be their year, obviously. I think they're going to be very well down towards the bottom of the ladder. Um, but the fact is you're seeing some promise there and they are starting to f- perform a little bit. Dane Laurie's been incredible. He, he is somebody that I've had in my super coach uh, all year and I did trade him out this week, but I'll touch on that later. Um, but how do you feel about super coach wise for this game? Obviously, David Nofaluma, a player who was one of the best super coach players last year and he's sort of struggled this year. He's been, he's been saved by some late tries in, uh, in games recently. Um, but yeah, look, Nufaloma is someone that I wouldn't go near. And what, what, what about yourself? Look, he, he looked like a, a fantastic pickup for round 13. I'm, I'm still probably going to go down that route for round 13, uh, but not, not as high on him as I was currently 542K uh, with a 29 break even. So pick him up this week. There'll be, there'll be some cash to make, cash to be made. But yeah, we we know he thrived off those base stats last year. And uh, I touched on this in my preseason. Uh, I think Benji Marshall helped him out a lot than what people realize. And I think we're starting Absolutely. to see that starting to happen now. I mean, Adam Dewey on the inside of him uh, will help a little bit. But yeah, look, for, for Nofaluma, oh, I'm not as keen as what, what I was uh, last year, obviously. Uh, like I said, man, I've got the Warriors to win this one, uh, probably 1-12. to 12. How do you feel about Joey Leilua? Obviously, being a Tigers man yourself, um, it must be pretty painful to sit there and watch him. And uh, this year, he's been pretty good the last couple of games. But the fact is, he's got a contract coming up at the end of this year um, and he's really pushing for one. So it sort of explains why he looks like he gives a shit about football again. Uh, it, it is frustrating, but it's frustrating because he, he is so good. Like he, he is. He can be He can be brilliant. And and people, when he come out and said that oh, I'm, I'm the best center in the game, people laughed at him. But on his day, he can be. Like he's he's simply incredible when, when he wants to play footy. You, you look back at those uh, Lapana days with him and Jordan Rapana. Um, but in a Tigers jersey, it hasn't been fantastic, but it hasn't been as bad as we thought. I mean, James Roberts uh, has been dreadful and he's been dropped. And I think the Adam Dewey move is more so the fact we don't have any decent centers, uh, in all honesty. But Look, Joey, if, if we re-sign him, I'm not going to be upset, but I want to re-sign him on a, on a much more favourable deal in, in the club's favour than, than giving him a, a stack of cash. But yeah, uh, it's it's frustrating because he can be so, so destructive. I would a thousand percent be jogging him on a, I think that he's the kind of player who he knows he's good and he knows he can be good, but he's just lazy and just doesn't give a shit unless there is something at play for him. For it's example, just, a contract. It's the same, same as Moses and Bai, mate. I'm, I'm happy to re-sign Moses and Bai, but as long as it's on a more favorable deal, but uh, yeah, in, in spite of all that, I've got the Warriors to win this one. Yeah. Yeah. I've got Warriors as well. I think, yeah, Warriors one to 12. I think it'll be close, uh, but yeah, I think Warriors will get the chockies. 
Now, uh, the, the second, oh, geez, we're treated to a, a cracking first three games of footy. Uh, the Australia Jubilee Stadium hosts the Sharks and the Dragons. Um, for some <laughs> reason, the, I was going to say, for some reason, the Sharks are heavy favourites. Then I look at all the outs that the Dragons have. Uh, there's a stack here. For the Sharks, not much has changed. Uh, podcast fan favourite, Franklin Pele, uh, back on the extended bench. Uh, Jensen Tonamapea and Sean Johnson, also on the extended bench. He was a late withdrawal last week. I expect him to be fine to play this week. Um, Andrew Fafita only struggled with a hamstring injury last week, played a handful of minutes with his Viliami Kikau haircut. Uh, but they are pretty much unchanged. Will Kennedy, Harotti, Dugan, Chambers, Tracy, Moylan, Townsend, Tolman, Braley, Woods, Nakora, Wade Graham, Toby Rudolph, Trindle, Wilton, Williams, Fafita. And like I said, Sean Johnson on that extended bench there. Uh, for the Dragons, mate, there is a host of ins and outs. Adam Clune, Billy Britton, Jared Beal, Hayden Lomax, Jackson Ford, uh, Jaden Hunt, Jordan Piera, Junior Amone. For the outside of things, it's Josh Maguire, Matt Dufty, Michaeli Ravalawa, Tarek Sims, Tyrell Fulima owner. Uh, a lot more first graders going out than coming in, mate. Oh, mate, looking at this game and looking at the centers in this game, three of the four centers are fucking woeful. Josh Dugan, Will Chambers, and Billy Burns playing in the centers. Oh, mate, this game is going to be a stinker. Uh, look, yeah, what do you say about both sides? Neither side's going to make the top eight, in my opinion. I think they're both struggling. They're both sort of in a re- rebuilding phase. Dragon's been a lot better than what I thought they were going to be this year. Um, Hook Griffin's got, got in there and sort of inspired them to play his kind of game, uh, which is sort of slow, put it into the corners, um, a real sort of grindy game plan, and it, it really works to the Dragon's favour. Uh, but I'm not massive on this game at all. There's, it's an absolute stinker, isn't it? No, mate. The, the first three games of the round are definitely not exciting. I mean, from from a super coach standpoint, we know how high I am. I am on Max Viega. If he can hold a spot, uh, I'd love to see Cody Ramsey at fullback as well. I think that's really, really exciting. Um, they lose Dufty, but I don't think they lose too much with with Ramsey at fullback. Obviously, a natural fullback himself. Really excited to see that. I think Jack Bird's been the the talk of of this season for the Dragons. He's been simply incredible. Uh, back to playing some of his best footy in a position that I wouldn't have predicted him to play good footy in. Um, I, I still think he's a thirteen, then a six next, and a centre last. But playing in the centres, he's been fantastic. Um, our, our mate, Corey Norman, I think he's been underrated as well this year. I think he's, he's done a job. Uh, ben Hunt, we know how incredible he was to start the season and, and hopefully he comes back into form after that injury. So I think that six and seven combination um, is going to be the key to unlocking this game if you're the Dragons. In the forwards, mate, Blake Laurie, Andrew McCulloch, Paul Vaughan, uh, just a, your, your typical meat and potatoes front rowers. Uh, they lose Tarek Sims and, and they lose Josh Maguire. So Blake Laurie will probably get a few more minutes. Uh, Josh Kerr, Jackson Ford, in the back row, uh, Jackson Ford, I was very, very keen on all preseason and, and finally get some decent game time. And a man that I am looking at for Supercoach purposes, I'll probably wait a week on it, um, is Farmer Sully. He has a, I think it's a 40 break even, but he's 200 and something K. So uh, wait and see what Hook does with the minutes. We look back at what Tyrell Fulmayona did for, for his time at lock and he played between 40 and 55 minutes or so with a 1.09 PPM. So definitely we'll we'll have a look to see how far Masuli goes under Hook Griffin starting. Um, but yeah, this this game is is a stink fest. There isn't too much here to to really dive into from a super coach standpoint um, or, or an NRL standpoint. There are a couple of names here that will play round 13, as we touched on. Uh, Ramsey, Fiego, uh, Jack Bird, I think people should look at as well. Uh, but outside of that, mate, apart from Farmasuli, I wouldn't be touching anyone else here. Yeah, for sure. Another player that I'd be sort of interested in, I don't know how much he is at the moment off the top of my head, but Blake Laurie. Uh, I quite like Blake Laurie. I think he's, he's 
very, very underrated. And in a dragon side and a forward pack, uh, that isn't the greatest. He really puts his hand up every week. Uh, ben Hunt obviously started the year off really well as well. He's coming back in now. He's off that injury. Uh, he's had a few weeks back. And so I'd, I'd assume that his points are going to start going up and up over, over the next couple of weeks. I don't think he gets picked for Queensland either off the bench or anything. So he could, should be safe over Origin. Um, Max Vega, I picked up a couple of weeks ago. I think he only had seven last week, but he did come off the bench. So uh, I think, like you said, he's a safe option over the next couple of weeks. Uh, but it's going to be interesting once you have your players come back, like a, a Zach Lomax. And obviously, uh, they've lost about three outside backs last week due to suspension. Um, but yeah, on the Sharky side, nothing really interesting there is there. Like in terms of super coach wise, you can look at a Will Kennedy, which we've touched on literally every podcast for the last five weeks. But the fact, he's a fullback only um, puts a red line through him, in my opinion. Fullback is too important to, to chuck somebody like that in there. But if he was in center wing, he would be one of the first blokes to chuck in my side. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think uh, Will Kennedy is probably the biggest overachiever this year. Um, fantastic season from him so far. Hopefully it continues because without him, I think the Sharks would be struggling more than what they are uh, currently in 14th. Uh, Sean Johnson back. Hopefully that's going to kick them on. But yeah, that's grim times, especially when you when you've sacked one of probably one of the best young coaches in, in the in the comp for for Craig Fitzgibbon, who's unproven. But yeah, we'll we'll leave that as it is, mate. We're we're treated to even a, a more of a, a classic matchup on the first game for Saturday. The Titans taking on the Bulldogs. Titans a dollar eighteen favorites, and I think rightfully rightfully so, even though they had a score put on them last week, it just shows how poor the Bulldogs are. Ins and outs: Ash Taylor, Aaron Clark, Jai Whitbread, Jaden Campbell, Toby Sexton, the outs are Herman SASA. Tyron Peachy, both missing due to suspension. Uh, the ins for the Bulldogs, uh, Aaron Shope, Dylan Napa, Kyle Flanagan, all those guys on the extendeds. Um, sorry, Dylan Napa comes into the to the starting side, but the rest of them on the extendeds. Uh, is there too, too much to talk about here, mate? I mean, AJ Brimson is probably going to play Origin. Uh, Brian Kelly has been underperforming for, for what we want to see. I'm really happy to see Isan Masters in the starting side. I think he'll provide a fair bit for them. Philip Sami on the wing. Uh, Tanner Boyd, I know you haven't been huge on him, but I think I feel he's been better than Ash Taylor. Uh, Jamal Foggy, a lot of the weight's been put on his shoulders as well, mate. But the back line isn't too crash hot apart from Brimo, is it? Mate, what an absolute uh, fucking bad weekend for David Fafita to be suspended. Could you imagine what he'd do against this Bulldog side? Like, Bulldogs are fucking woeful at defending in the middle and then on the edges as well, especially on the edges. Um, and the fact that David Fafita, David Fafita could have scored about six tries in this game, fair dinkum. Um, but yeah, look, not not really relevant again, this game. AJ Brimson, somebody that I'm sure there's a fair few teams out there that has an AJ Brimson, uh, might get picked for origin. I kind of doubt it though at this point. Um, you touched on Jamal Fogarty. There is a lot of pressure on him. I thought last year he performed really, really well because uh, there wasn't a whole lot of expectation. But coming into this season, being made captain, obviously playing for the Indigenous All-Stars, uh, I think the pressure has really sort of got to Jamal Fogarty and we haven't seen the best footy from him this year. Uh, they really need a hooker as well, the Titans. Mitch Rain, he bust his ass week in week out but he's just not providing what they need um their forwards could be way way better than what they are and they're not being utilized to their um absolute sort of uh, peak of what they could be if they did have a good hooker and mitch rain is just sort of holding them back at, in my opinion at the moment um obviously mo fodawaka comes into the starting lineup another player that i'm, I'm pretty interested in and super coach as well if he can hold a starting starting spot uh in saying that though as soon as peachy comes back i'd say tino will drop back down to prop and uh then you'll see mo fodawaka go back to the bench because jared wallace has actually been pretty pretty decent this year as well uh tino back into lock what do you make of that um, I just pulled up his stats as, as you were talking, mate. The bloke's got a 0.89 PPM, so less than a 1 PPM a game uh, playing lock forward. Has only, has only had one score above 65 
Uh, I really should have trusted my gut on this one. Uh, I was against Tino all preseason and then saw him play one trial and, and jumped on him, but it's, it's been dreadful. He's gone 60, 46, 61, 93, and then it's been 26, 41, 47, 56. So yeah, I think this is just down to what we, I mean, what a, what a lot of scout reports said about Tino with, without a quality hooker getting him on the front foot. Uh, he struggles to make his own space, and that, that, that's key. Uh, that's really, really showing. And unfortunately, Mitch Rain isn't Cam Smith, so there's always going to be that negative connotation there. I mean, the Titans back row and Kevin Proctor and Bo Fermo really does not excite me one bit. The bench uh, as well, Aaron Clark, Sam Stone, Jermaine Jolliffe, Sam McIntyre. Uh, yeah, it's just it's, – it's, it's grim It's grim without them, but I think it shows you how poor the Bulldogs are when, when we're so keen on the Titans in this game. For the Bulldogs, mate, I mean, uh, what tell you is Nick Cottridge, Will Hopawade, um, Aaron Shop making his debut, which is always good to see. Nick Meany, Brendan Wakeham, Jake Avarillo in the halves. Um, C.U. Manifagai, uh, Sione Katoa, Luke Thompson in the front row, Matt Dory, Chris Smith, and Renoff Atoni. Like, that's just a that's just a, a New South Wales Cup uh, forward pack, isn't it? Apart from Luke Thompson. I was just about to say it's a second grade side, isn't it? Yeah. They they haven't had they don't have many forwards there as is, especially front rowers. Bulldogs are really lacking in the front row department. And that's why I just I don't understand why they keep buying so many outside backs and halves. Like they've got about like next year once Burton comes in, they've got about five halves in their side, but they've got about two props. It makes no sense at all. Um, yeah, look, what do you say about the Bulldogs? It's pretty hard to, to watch, isn't it? Last week versus a 12-man side in the Raiders. The Raiders have been fucking awful over the last five weeks and uh, they were winning and still couldn't manage to get the job done. Uh, yeah, it says a lot when the, the Titans are such heavy favourites in this game and Titans are been pretty pretty fucking average as well uh one name on the titan side of things on the extended bench that i wanted to touch on uh was Jaden campbell uh, preston campbell's son i think he had a hat trick last week in uh queensland cup he's been absolutely killing it so he's, i'd he's say that abs- he's, not- he's an absolute spitting image of uh, of preston as well if anyone has it looked i'd I'd, uh, I'd go pull up his profile he's an absolute spitting image of, of his dad yeah he is isn't he and i'd say he wouldn't be too far off uh, making his debut for the titans Mate, one thing we didn't touch on for the Bulldogs, uh, Trent Barrett's made a couple of shakeups. Corey Waddell, Adam Elliott to the bench, uh, as well with Dylan Napa. Um, and as we said, in favor of, of Matt Dory and Chris Smith with uh, with Renoff Atoni uh, as 13. From a super coach standpoint, mate, I'm not going anywhere, anyone. I'm not going near anyone here. And that includes Luke Thompson. I want to wait and see what happens when Josh Jackson comes back and, and Jack Hetherington and the likes to see what his minutes are going to be. But yeah, this is this is just a poor, poor side. And I feel sorry for Brandon Wakeham and Jake Cavarella that have to steer this side around because, I mean, apart from uh, Watanis Lesniak, Kotrick, and Topper Whitey, there isn't probably much first-rate quality here uh, apart from Luke Thompson. So it's pretty sad when when four of the your 13 starters, I would say, are up to first-grade standards. So um, I'd be taking a dollar eighteen for the Titans here all day long. Uh, I'm happy to take the Titans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. 13 plus in this game. 
I really thought, I thought Brendan Wakem was really good last week. Uh, obviously got his first crack this year. He might've actually already had a crack this year, but I don't think it was in the halves. Uh, and the fact is he looked really good in 5'8". And then Jake Avrilo in halfback as well. Um, probably not a natural halfback, but he did a job there last week. There's rumors going around that Kyle Flanagan's going to head back to the Sharks as well. Um, there's a lot of rumors swelling around that there's been a link there and that he might be heading back next year. Uh, what do you make of that? I, it's it's pretty rough on him, isn't it? Uh, what, I don't know, three years. That, that there seems to be one common denominator in all, all these stories, and it's Kyle Flanagan. So, um, I've, I've heard was, things too. To be I, I, I was I've very, heard. very, I was very, very high on him uh, all preseason. I think I made a statement that he'd average sixty-five this year, and yeah, that's just, it's just not, not going to happen. It's just he's struggling. The the Bulldogs are struggling. Um, we all know they're building towards a season next year, and, and hopefully Trent Barrett can show his coaching prowess. I know you're not a huge fan of of uh, Trent Barrett, but I do want him to succeed. I want most coaches to succeed, obviously, but. Yeah, uh, I think next year, I just think they're buying players in positions that aren't going to strengthen them. I, I understand Josh Adokar is a great signing. Um, Brent Naden's a great signing. Uh, Matt Burton, I think he's he's the best signing they've made, but they're, they're lacking quality of front rowers and, and quality forwards. And I think that's where they need to be spending their money rather than uh, marquee wingers. Don't get me wrong, Josh Adokar is a fantastic winger. Um, but if you if you had to for that bulldog side, if you had to choose between Brian Toto and Josh Adokar, I'd take Toto just because he has a bit more go forward. Whereas Adokar, we know how deadly he can be on, on the back of some great footy. And I just don't feel the the Bulldogs are going to play great footy with him in that side. Um, but like I said, man, I've got the Titans thirteen plus. Right. Not to mention you have fucking Siona Katoa as your starting hooker. Like, does that not scream and like set off a bunch of alarm bells that you need to go and find yourself another hooker? Like, I understand that there's probably a bit of a lack of hookers out there at the moment, but Mate, go have a look through the juniors. Go have a look through New South Wales Cup. Like, find somebody who is better than Siona Katoa. I'm sure it's not that big of an ask to do it as well. And the fact is, like, you bring in a better hooker and your side is, a, like, I can't stress enough how important, like, having a good hooker is. And it's, it's such a common denominator between the good teams and the shit teams this year. You need a good hooker. And Siona Katoa, for his whole career, has proved that he's not that. Um, yeah, I've got Titans 13 plus as well. And the doggies, they need to look at their recruitment. You touched on Josh Adokar there and said that he's a specialist. He's the kind of player that you bring in once you have your side set. And he's the finishing touches. He's the he's the bloke that you put on there to add the extra frills to what's already like an exciting team. And uh, he just brings it up that extra notch. When you've got a team that is struggling to score points, he's not going to go out there and just automatically just start scoring tries. Like he needs to have good ball. There needs to be good uh, lead up to that. You need your forwards to be going forward for somebody like a Josh Adokar to go out there and perform. Um, so yeah, look, doggies really need to look, have a look at themselves and have a look at their recruitment and stop fucking signing halves and outside backs. I think uh, I think the 2022 most used play for the Bulldogs will be a, a block play and a big cutout ball from Burton Adokar and just hope something happens there. I think that's that's the play they're going to run uh, all year long, mate. Uh, a bit more of a, an interesting game, I feel. The, the bookmakers don't think it's going to be interesting, but I feel it's going to be close than what people um, are going to give credit for. The Roosters and the Broncos. Uh, Roosters $1.12 favourites. The Broncos $6.50. Uh, a few ins and outs for the Roosters. It's more the extended bench type of things. Egan Butcher, Fletcher Baker, uh, and uh, Nafuna White. Apart from that, mate, they, they line up uh, as expected. Tedesco, Tupo, Morris, Manu, Ikevalu, Lamb, Walker, uh, JWH, Ben Marshke, Isaac Liu, Angus Crichton, Satili Chippenua, Victor Radley, uh, Adam Kieran, Daniel Saluka Fafida, Nat Butcher, CRC Watakiaho. Um, the only change I'd make to this side, mate, I'd probably be drop uh, Ben Marshke and bring Adam Kieran into the nine. Uh, ben Marshke isn't a hooker's asshole, in my opinion. He's just been. Poor. I understand that they've, they've got no one there to fill a position, but I think he's been pretty, pretty poor and and stifling uh, the attack. Fantastic to see Teddy back in full flight. 
Uh, Matt Ikevalu, a guy that you and I both tip for big things and Supercoach has provided. Lockie Lamb played great last week. Sam Walker as well. I think his time in the, in the spotlight is probably over after this week for me. Uh, great to see Angus Crichton back playing uh, great footy as well, bagged a double. Uh, and Victor Radley, uh, we know how crucial he is to the Rooster side. Talk about going from uh, teams with no Supercoach relevance to a team that has a lot of Supercoach relevance, especially against the Broncos. Uh, James Tedesco is sitting around, what, 550K around that that area. Uh, he's somebody that you could look to bring in. Only thing you need to worry about is origin, obviously. Um, does he back up potentially because the Roosters are so, uh, I guess, short of troops at the moment. They need that leadership in there. So you could see Teddy back up on origin. Um, somebody that I'm looking at bringing in towards the back end, especially at the price that he's at at the moment. You could swap him for a Guffo and free up like 250K, which is ridiculous. Uh, Daniel Tupo looks like he's uh, put his hand up uh, to sort of take more more carries. And he looks like he's sort of starting to get the ball that Brett Morris was getting. I know we've touched on Matty Cavallo getting a lot of that ball, but it seems that they're going towards Daniel Tupo's side a lot over the last couple of weeks. Um, somebody, again, to keep your eye on. Does he make origin? Again, potentially with Freddie, you never know. He does like to bring in players that have played uh, for New South Wales before to sort of uh, steady that ship up when he does bring in new players, which I'm assuming we're going to see an abundance of new players this year in New South Wales as well. Uh, Josh Morris has been much improved since the start of the season as well. He's been really, really good. Matty Kabalu, we've touched on week in, week out the last couple of weeks. Um, he's probably a bit too pricey for me at the moment. Uh, but if he goes back down uh, over the next couple of weeks, I'll definitely look at him. Lockie Lamb, you touched on. He's, he was incredible last week. I think he had an 86. Uh, probably his best game of the season. It was his first game back from injury. Um, somebody to keep your eye on, definitely, especially over Origin. Sammy Walker, uh, I think his time has come. I think that's whilst he's probably still got a few big games in him, the price that he's sitting at the moment uh, is very, very tempting to trade him out. What, what have you done about Sammy Walker? Do you still have him in your side? Yeah, for this week, mate. And then next week I'll move him on. This week he has a, a pretty pretty sky high break even. Uh, he is currently priced at 628K with 131 break even. So probably going to lose a little bit of cash this week, but I think the matchup's just too favorable to to have him missing a week. Uh, and then and then we'll, we'll look to sell him on next week and then work out uh, the plan for that moving forward. Um, mate, for the Broncos, there is a stack of ins and a stack of outs. Uh, we'll start with the outs. Milford dropped, Oates out, Ricky out. Uh, the ins, Albert Kelly, uh, Pierre Cora. Uh, this this Brendan Pierre Cora, there is huge, huge wraps on him. Uh, I know a lot of Broncos fans that I speak to rate him as highly as what they, they did for Fafita. So if he can be anything like Fafita, they've, they've got a gem on their hands. He's on the extended bench, so probably won't see uh, footy soon. But yeah, the wraps on him are enormous. Dale Copley in, David Mead in, uh, Kobe Hetherington in, and TC uh, Rabadi in. They line up. Sarko, Coates, Farnworth, Arthurs, Mead, Albert Kelly, Tyson Gamble, Matt Lodge, Turpin, Haas, uh, Palasi, uh, Palasia, sorry, uh, Tavita Pengai Jr., Flegler, Hetherington, Asiata, Bullymore, Kennedy. Talking of benches that reek, uh, that's one of them. The Ford pack, though, uh, on their day, can be one of the best in the comp. They are missing uh, a couple of key troops there, but uh, Lodge, Turpin, Payne Haas, Tavita Pengai rate all four of those very, very highly. Great to see Albert Kelly come back in the NRL too. Uh, an absolute live wire when he was here a couple of years ago, but the game has gotten a lot quicker. So it will be interesting to see how he takes to it. Uh, Tyson Gamble, uh, people will back him out for the Supercoach score he put in last week. But in terms of a, of a footy standpoint, when he's been in the Broncos jersey, I think he's been fine. He's provided a lot of energy and a lot of go forward for the Broncos, which I think is what they're lacking severely. Uh, Asako, I think probably the best of a bad bunch in this back line as well, mate. There isn't... I say this game's going to be close, but there isn't too much to talk about from the Broncos, but it's the Broncos. They've always got this aura that they'll just 
somehow find an extra gear to go to, and then this game might be one of them. Mate, Brisbane Broncos versus the Roosters in Sydney. Uh, new halves yet again for about the 15th time this year for the Broncos. I have Roosters 40 plus in this game. I think the Roosters are going to fucking smoke them. 40 plus. Mate, I think we're, we're not going to touch on him too much, but Payne Haas last week was very, very ordinary. Uh, played big minutes, only scored 52 or something like that. Uh, I'll pull up his stats exactly, but it was the same score as my mate Matt Lodge. Uh, yeah, Payne Haas last week played 60 minutes and scored 52. Um, he's floating between that sort of 63 and sort of 70 minute mark. One game played 57 minutes, but yeah, the, the PPM last week wasn't there. Uh, they did get tailed up though with without much ball. So yeah, uh, Payne Haas, he'll play Origin. I think he's the best front rower in the game, but yeah, just, just something to keep an eye on there that the production wasn't overly fantastic last week, but I'll call that an outlier. Uh, you've got the, the you got the Roosters winning this one 40 plus. I've got them winning it. I would say 13 plus, but I don't think the scoreline will reflect the game. Uh, it might be a, a blowout towards the end of the game, but it is at the SAG, so who knows? Uh, Raiders Storm. Uh, the Raiders desperate for a win, but with a stack of troops out, the Storm, uh, they just keep on keeping on. Uh, one man drops out, another one drops in. Nico Hines uh, was phenomenal last week. For the ins and outs, though, the Raiders have a stack of ins. They've got Schnedler, they've got Rushton, they've got Soliola, Sutton, Williams, Havili. For the outs, they've got White and Papali and Hodgson. Um, I haven't been following the Josh Hodgson situation. Has he been dropped or is he injured? Oh, man, I had no idea, to be honest. I haven't looked either, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's dropped. Let's be honest. Tom Starling is a much, much better hooker than him at this point, especially with the way that the game's going. I think he um, might be. Yeah. I think I think he might have picked up another niggling injury, but we know White and Papali have both been suspended. But uh, yeah, you touched on Tom Starling, mate. I'll let you, I'll let you finish off on that. I was just saying, Tom Starling looks like the the way forward for the for the Raiders. I think that they look like a much better outfit with him playing hooker. Um, the bloke is literally about four foot three, uh, much much like myself apparently. Um, but yeah, he look he's just. I think for the Raiders to to move forward, they need to start setting players in positions. Like stop chopping and changing this team. That forward pack has changed more than the Broncos halves have changed this year. Uh, they just need to go out there, set a team, just stick with it for a couple of weeks and see how you go. I think uh, losing Nickel Klockstad at the back has been massive for them. Um, it just goes to show the value that he brings to that side. But yeah, look, the Raiders, just they need to sort something out because this is going to be another game that I think is going to be very, very painful for them. Mate, you talk about uh, teams chopping and changing halves. We see Sam Williams come in. Uh, the bloke has played 95 NRL games and is 30 and has been in the comp for, what, 10, 10 years now. So very much a, a backup player. They see him come in for, for White and they're obviously are very, very different players. I think a lot of the uh, the key responsibilities will be down to George Williams this week. Um, but yeah, for, for the back line, mate, it's, it's Aiken, Simmonson, Chris, Scott and Viliami. For the forwards, uh, to numbers, Louis, Tom Starling, Emery Gula, Corey Hadabiranata, Elliot Whitehead, Hudson Young. Uh, the bench is Snedler, Sutton, Horsburgh, and Ryan James. Um, I think they're getting the best out of Ryan James off the bench. I don't think he is uh, a starter in this modern age, but provide, off the bench, I think he provides a spark. Uh, as for Corey Horsburgh as well, Ryan Sutton coming back from the injury. Yeah, uh, I think the Raiders, they, they, if they didn't beat the Bulldogs last week, I think a lot more questions would be, would be being asked than, than they are right now. I think uh, they're escaping much more heavy criticism than I think they 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 deserve to be put on the microscope more than what they are. Uh, for the Storm, mate, Aaron Booth comes in, Aaron Penne, Brendan Smith, Chris Lewis, Cooper Johns, and Trent uh, Lola Hero. 
for the outs, mate, Ryan Pappenhausen with that sickening uh, HIA last week. Brian Jacks, Tyson Smoothie. Uh, that sees Hines, Jennings, Remus Smith, Olam, Adokar, Chris Lewis in the halves with Jerome Hughes, Kenny Bromwich, Brandon Smith, Christian Welsh, Felice Kafusi, Kenny Bromwich, Dale Finucan, uh, Aaron Penne, Tui Kamikamika, Tom Eisenhuth, Nelson, Ash for Solomona. Uh, mate, if you didn't even watch footy for the rest of it for this year, but you just look at these teams on paper, I think it's pretty clear to see where this result's going. For sure. Josh Hodgson's suspended as well, by the way. Uh, him, Jack right. Whiten. And Josh Papali are all suspended. Um, yeah, oh, absolutely. You, you only have to have a look at the, the names on the on the piece of paper there, and then uh, obviously look at Storm last week. I thought Storm were really clinical considering they were missing half their side. Uh, I think the Raiders are just really, really struggling, and I think that this game is going to be very much the same. The fact that the Raiders are eighth, mate, uh, baffles me. I, 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 uh, I can't, I can't fathom how they're, how they're eighth. I guess that shows you how poor the rest of the competition is, doesn't it? And uh, how the teams are being separated week in, week out. But yeah, I've got the Storm 13 plus in this one. Bro, the Dragons are sixth. That should tell you everything you need to know. At, least the, dra- the, at the least the Dragons have played good footy though. Like the Dragons have played some exciting footy. Yeah, again though, look at their team on paper. Like Dragons should not be fucking six. Like, yeah, I don't get it, mate. I don't get it at all. And in saying that, you look at uh, teams like the Knights and uh, the Titans, they've really underperformed. Even the Sharks at some point, um, those teams are really underperformed. So it sort of makes sense that you're seeing those other clubs push up. So somebody's going to make the eight, don't they? There's sort of three or four teams than the rest that was in there, mate. I mean, like, I'll, I'll pull up the ladder quickly. You've got Penrith on top, the Eels, the Storm, the Rabbitohs. You could maybe you can maybe put the Roosters in there, but apart from that, mate, there, there isn't much else to talk about. The Seagulls are on the up, but I still think they're a couple of key quality pieces away from being serious contenders. They're one, they're one injury away from the wooden spoon, which uh, is never a good idea to build, build your club around. Uh, we'll touch on the Eagles later on, mate, but they're 9-1. They're, they're slowly going about their business as well. Um, but yeah, I, I think it just shows you the, the quality of the teams between the top four and the rest, mate. Mate, the next game, probably the game of the round, sees the Rabbitohs taking on the Panthers. Uh, the Rabbitohs $3.50, the Panthers $1.31. Uh, it's hard to price the Panthers any other way because of how dominant they've been. Uh, and they do get Kirk Catewell back as well. Uh, but for the Rabbitohs, mate, Campbell Graham in, Dean Hawkins in, Jacob Hoss in, Josh Mansoy in, Latrell Mitchell in. They're pretty much nearly at full strength apart from um, apart from Cam Murray. So it's going to be a good matchup. I think Latrell coming back is really going to help them. Um, I posted on my Instagram that Adam Reynolds coming back last week has really, really boosted them. But I think the fact and the addition of Latrell is going to take them to that extra level. Uh, they are up against a formidable team in, in the Penrith Panthers who have only conceded 72 points this year. I think this is going to be a pretty cracking game, mate. Thomas Burgess in the front row, Damien Cook, Tavita Tola, Keon Kulmatangi, Jaden Sewer, Liam Knight. That's his Marshall drop back to the bench with Mark Nichols, Jacob Host, and Jai Arrow. Uh, mate, as the Residence Panthers fan, I'll let you lead this one off. You say this might be the uh, the game of the round. There's not much fucking competition this round at all, is there? Um, I think it's definitely going to be the game of the round. I think the Rabbitohs are really going to bring it. I think they've probably had this one circled in their calendar for the last couple of weeks and um, are probably guilty of looking forward to it in terms of looking ahead. Like last week, they really struggled to, uh, against the, the Sharks towards the back end of that game. Obviously, they haven't had Latrell for the last four weeks, but uh, they should definitely still be doing better than what they've been doing over the last couple of weeks. And I, I think that we're going to see that this game. Uh, I think that they're going to go out there and, and really perform. I think Wayne Bennett is probably one of the only coaches outside of maybe a, a Trent Robinson and a Craig Bellamy who could create a game plan to sort of nullify these halves that Penrith have that have been on fire throughout the year. Um, I think, yeah, Latrell, getting Latrell back is a massive, massive in for them. Uh, last year, 
Rabbitoh, we versed Rabbitohs twice, I believe, last year. Uh, during the regular season, we only just got by them. And I don't think, I think Latrell might have been out that game or he got injured halfway through it or something, but they really pushed us to the limit. And then in, obviously in the finals, they pushed us to the limit too. So it's always a really, really good matchup. Um, Joshy Mansour coming back in. Uh, not really sure it'd be super coach relevant anymore, to be honest, unfortunately for old Josh. Still makes a shitload of meters, but there's just too many good players in the back line here for, for the uh, for the Rabbitohs. Uh, obviously, Adam Reynolds last week, I said he wasn't going to be playing. I mean, I assumed that he would, wasn't going to be playing with a fucking fractured thumb, but here we are. Uh, he's back. I'm really excited that the, the Rabbitohs are at full strength against the Panthers, and I can't wait for this game. Interesting that they've named uh, Campbell Graham on the extended bench, not the starting side, whether that be due to match fitness or the fact that they rate uh, Braden Burns highly. I mean, we know how how key he was uh, 2019 and 2020, uh, but has struggled with injuries. Uh, we look at the ins, we see Kirk Catewell back into the side for the Penrith Panthers, which is I think is a big addition for them. Uh, that sees Liam Martin drop to the bench. Uh, anyone that picked up Liam Martin, I think this was always the reality. Uh, he'll be great over origin, but uh, probably off the off the bench, not not the best. One man I'm looking at, mate, on the extended for the Panthers is Spencer Lenu. I've held him this long, um, just thinking that he'll come back. He'll come into the starting side for round 13, and then we'll piss him off. So hopefully, uh, Kate Wall's pick for Origin, Yo's pick for Origin. That's going to free up two spots there, uh, and then we, we could move from there. Mate, the more and more I look at this, uh, I think it's going to be a, a tight affair. Um, this is probably going to be your biggest test of the season uh, for the Panthers and their undefeated record. Um, it is the Josh Mansour derby. But I, I, I see you guys getting up still, um, but I think it's going to be a tight, tight affair that's probably won the Ford pack and, and Wayne Bennett's going to need his middles to stand up. We moved from the Josh Mansour derby, mate, and saw the Eels and the Seagulls. I think this is probably the rival for the, for the next game of the round. Uh, the Eels are flying, as we touched on, mate, nine and one, but the Seagulls with Tony Turbo, we know how lethal they can be. Uh, unchanged for the Parramatta Eels, that sees Gutherson, Sevo, Opachik, Wanga Blake, Blake Ferguson, Jacob Arthur, Mitch Moses, Regan Campbell-Gillard, Reid Marnie, Junior Paulo, Isaiah Papali'i, Ryan Madison, Nathan Brown. Uh, the bench is Oregon Kafusi, who I've been super, super impressed with uh, with his stints off the bench. Sean Lane, Joey Lusick, and the Carty Party himself. Uh, sea Eagles, mate. Tommy Turbo at one, obviously. Jason Saab, Brad Parker, Morgan Harper. Another one I've been very, very impressed with. Ruben Garrett, Kate Cust at six, coming in for Kieran Foran. Daly Cherry Evans, Taniela Paseka, Jared Croker. Marty Tapal, Hamyol Olakuatu, Sean, uh, Josh Schuster, and Jake Travojevic with Moses Suli, Zach Sadler, Sean Kepi, and Sipley on the bench. Great to see Zadler, uh, Sadler come onto the bench rather than the extendeds. Interesting that they've gone with Cade Cast at six. I think all the talk was Josh Schuster to play in the halves, but uh, yeah, they've kept it as it is. I, I still think Schuster is probably a sell this week. I think he has peaked well and truly. What do we make of Cade Cast at six, mate? Yeah, I was fully expecting Josh Hughes to be, to be playing the six this week. Last week, obviously, when Foreman went off the field, uh, he moved into the six and he was incredible. He looked really, really good. I I wouldn't be surprised to see halfway through this game if Manly are struggling for him to move back to the six and maybe Cust go into uh, into the nine and give Lachlan, Lachlan Croker a bit of a spell. Interesting to see Moses Suley on the bench as well. Uh, I look at somebody like a Brad Parker uh, and... I just, I don't understand, like in the, in the back line, he's the weakness, isn't he? Like, he's just such a plain footballer. Um, he, he's, he's consistent, but that he consistency is, he gets the job is done. I think, I think that's what, I think that's what average. I think that's what Desi loves though. Like he, he's nothing flashy, um, but he's not going to let you down as much as Moses Hooley will. Fuck, he looks like Hank Scorpio from The Simpsons. Oh, as well. what a reference, what a reference. But mate, touching on your Moses Hooley point and, and your Brad Parker point, I just think that Parker is a much more consistent set of hands than Moses Sully is. Parker's not going to come up with those spectacular plays, but you know you're going to get from week in, week out, whereas Sully uh, can be a spot defender at times. 
How good has Sean Kepi been off the bench? He's been a fucking weapon for me. And like everybody's talking about Tom Travojevic and with good reason, like he's fucking definitely the heart and soul of this side. But Sean Kepi has been so, so good over the last couple of weeks. Uh, they mainly just keep seeming to find these forwards in their juniors or bringing some forwards in that you haven't really heard about. And they just keep killing it. Like you look at the Zach Sadler as well. He's doing awesome off the bench. Uh, and then obviously we've seen Paseca come in this year. I think Paseca's really sort of nailed down that eight position. Um, and then obviously Marty Tapao has been killing it too. Marty Tapao, week in, week out, just goes out there and busts his ass, doesn't he? I think he had a, was it an 89 or something last week or a 96 or something? So something ridiculous. I think over over Origin, he's the one to keep an eye on as well. Um, in terms of Eels, look, Clint Gufferson didn't perform real well last week. I think he had like a 48 or something as well. So not, not the greatest performance by him, but he seems to be the kind of player who looks like he's doing shitloads on the field. He's just busting his ass, running around everywhere, always looks like he's involved. And then you check his super, sco- super coach score and he's got about a 35. The thing, um, and the another thing- one... The thing with Gutho last week, mate, I, I I was up against him in a head-to-head, so I watched him pretty closely. Did score poorly, but one of those guys, mate, that is was always threatening. And I feel if if his link-up play was was clicking, he could have gone off for over a hundred. So people that did own Gutho, I'm um, getting a lot of messages about him to sell him. Um, I would definitely be holding on to him just from the sheer fact from the eye test that I watched last week. Oh, for sure. And over Origin as well. Like, I don't think he's going to get picked for New South Wales. So I think him over this Origin period is going to be super, super valuable. And he's, that's the only reason I've held on to him, to be honest. Um, another player I want to touch on as well is Walker Blake. Obviously, coming back into this side, um, Blake Ferguson. I know a lot of play, like a, a lot of super coaches jumped on uh, Blake Ferguson a couple of weeks ago, who's performing really well. Now with Walker Blake back, is he a sell? Uh, after round 13, yeah. I think if you've come this far with Fergo, just hold on. Uh, Fergo did bomb uh, a sitter try last week. So that would have given him another 30 points. Ryan Madison also didn't pass in the ball. He was wide open. So that's another 17 points. So look, uh, Fergo could have had 70 points last week if, if he held onto the ball and, and Ryan Madison wasn't a ball hog. So it come, comes and goes. If you've held him until round 11, uh, you just hold him until round 13 and then look to move him on personally. And what do you make? So obviously the Eels, there's so many players. They're, they're sort of like the Roosters and the Panthers. There's so many players that you can have into your side, uh, but you just got to pick them like correctly. Like obviously I've got a Clint Gufferson at the moment. Um, I've got a Reed Mahoney as well. I've got a Isaiah Papali'i. Um, I'm looking at somebody like a Ryan Madison, but for me, I think that there's, that's probably just too many players from one team, especially the Eels and having two second rollers from the Eels, Isaiah Papali'i and Ryan Madison, especially when they've got a Bryce Cartwright and a Sean Lane on the bench. Uh, what do you make of that whole situation? I brought in Papali'i and Madison last week. Um, Papali'i's minutes just weren't what they usually are, which which sucked. I mean, in the week that I got him in, but look, he's threatening, Maddo's threatening. I think they're, they're two of the best combos. They're, they're going to get you through round 13, and then you can maybe look to sell one of them on um, moving forward. But look, ugh, it's hard because Parramatta are flying. So you could realistically have a side that has Gutherson, uh, Ferguson, Marnie, Paulo, Papali'i, and Madison. So you could have six or seven players from one side, which is probably probably too much. But if they're firing, mate, then um, if they're going to put 40 points on every week, then yeah, I don't see an issue. But I, I definitely see the, the concern that you have um, with, with owning them. But if Parramatta are going to keep playing the way they do, they also play around 13 as well. So I think that's uh, that's a big tick as well. And what do you make of this game, mate? I think this is, like you said, it's going to be one of the, the games of the round and probably rival that Panthers and Rabbitohs game. Um, I'm actually going to go Manly 1-12. to 12. I think that they, they're going to get the job done. I think Eels have sort of been, uh, they've been performing really, really well this year. The fact that they've only got one loss this year is baffling. Uh, but I think that, that that's going to end on Sunday. 
Yeah, two dollars seventy five mainly head to head here. Uh, I think that's probably the play for me. If I was having a small wager on this game, uh, I think Manly could definitely pull an upset. Uh, one man we didn't touch on is George Tafua on the extended bench uh, with the way Saab is playing, the way Garrick is playing. Um, I don't see him getting on the wing. And then Parker and, and Harper have been solid. So I, just, I don't see a spot in the back line for him, unfortunately. Uh, Jason Saab, what a revelation he's been. Um, set to make big, big money now. Uh, I think that's that's great for, for guys that held him through through the tough times. Uh, a lot of people are actually messaging me asking whether we should pick Jason Saab up and it baffles me that people don't have him. I understand he wasn't making any money, but surely people had other issues in their side than trading him out. But uh, yeah, that's that's the, the round preview, mate. Um, in terms of Supercoach, I will be dropping all my knowledge and captains and, and whatnot tomorrow. But if you want to give the, the listeners a, a rough idea as to what you're looking at this week. Yeah, absolutely. So this week, um, I was actually tossing up whether to make trades or not. Um, I'm sort of getting to that point now where I'm starting to sort of consider saving some trades every week. Uh, but in saying that, in true Joe fashion, I have made some trades. I got rid of to- uh, Trapiaho, finally. Finally got rid of Tokiaho. Uh, it's been something that I've been wanting to do for the last couple of weeks. And it's been fucking painful watching him put up like 24s. Uh, so he's gone. I've moved Isaiah Papali up to the front row with Luke Thompson. Uh, and then I brought in Victor Radley. Um, we didn't touch on Victor Radley, but at 354K, uh, the fact that last week he looked like he's starting to he's starting to look like the Victor Radley of old. Uh, he's starting to get his hands on the ball more, starting to be more of that playmaking forward. Uh, I think he's a really good pod option at the moment. He, was, he had a 77 last week, uh, obviously coming up against the Broncos this week as well. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he puts up a big score. Uh, yeah, and so then cur- sorry, currently for everyone out there listening, Radley is currently 354K with a 40... Uh, yeah, sorry, 354K with a 43 break even. So uh, definitely a great time to look at picking him up as well if he continues to play the way he does. So I really like that buy from you, mate. Thank you, thank you. And yeah, over Origin as well. I Like I can't imagine he gets picked for Origin. Um, and then obviously you've got the Broncos, the Raiders and the Titans in the next three weeks. So yeah, sign me up for some Victor Adley. Uh, and then I've moved out Dane Laurie and I brought in Nico Hines. Um, Dane Laurie, I think has sort of run his course. I think you could probably hold on to him for the next couple of weeks. Obviously plays around 13. Uh, over Origin, he's probably going to put up some pretty big numbers. But Nico Hines uh, got a break even of minus 65 up against the Raiders. Kem Munster's apparently going to be out for the next couple of weeks as well. Um, he's Yeah, look, I, I just think Nico Hines is uh, a special at the moment. You're probably looking at going up probably about 100K next week. Got the Raiders this week. Then he's got the Broncos and the Titans. So, yeah, very easy draw coming up. Yeah, great matchup with with Nico Hines. Just the one, the one thing that worries me, the fact that he is nearly 600K, and we're not sure what his shelf life is. That's probably the only concern that we have on, on him. As for Laurie, uh, I can understand the reason behind selling him. Has 107 break even. He has well and truly peaked. Uh, but a similar mold for me with Fergo. Uh, if, if I've come this far with him, I'm just going to hold. But as the guys know, that, that you and I are playing round 13 very, very differently. So uh, that's why trades are always horses for courses. Um, my trades might not suit your team. Your, your trades might not suit my team. Uh, we had a little bet last week, mate, who would score higher. I think I got the honors there. So uh, put one in the column for me. Um, but that's everything, mate. We've, uh, we've gone through the NRL pretty thoroughly this week. Hopefully everyone enjoys it. A little bit of Supercoach chat in there as usual. But tomorrow we'll be here with the full Supercoach breakdown. Uh, Thursday footy is back. Uh, thank you very much, Joe, for joining me once again. No worries at all, my friend. I'm looking forward to Monday or Sunday night when we record again. Very much. And as always, guys, keep your friends close and keep your pods closer. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.